Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Nathan East hanging with the teddy bear on LOTL Radio, The Zone. Tracy Campbell, 
is bipolar, has a bipolar disorder. Can you tell the listeners out there about this new movie and how did it come about? Well, um, they asked me, they called and asked me to do the film. Uh, Lisa wanted me as this person. uh, And so she called my agents and they sent me the script. And because of the subject matter, it was something I felt I really wanted to do. Um, Hopefully it'll spark conversation about um, mental health in our community. You know, that's the whole purpose of the movie is to really get us talking more about uh, that for our young people and, you know, just for everybody. I mean, everybody in everybody has somebody in their family that's a little, that has some mental disability, you know, and we say, well, that's Uncle Willie, you know, Uncle Willie is a little so-and-so, or, you know, Auntie Mae, you know, she's a little so-and-so, but nobody ever really gets them the help they're supposed to have because we don't talk about it. But if we talk about it, we can get get the person the help they need. And our young people really need to be able to talk to somebody because they have so many pressures today that they're dealing with. You know, I wanted to ask you, and I want to go on and su- go on this subject a little bit further. From your perspective, mm-hmm. why do you think mental health has always been somewhat very, a very quote unquote taboo subject in the black community? I don't know, man. Maybe because um, it was embarrassing. Uh, made people feel like their family might be less than, so they didn't want to talk about it. They didn't want anybody to know about it. I don't know. Maybe there was just no information. You know, we didn't have the the knowledge of what it was. Because what I'm seeing now is like, quote, unquote, every remedy, let's give a person a pill. Everything is a pill. Everything is a pill. Oh, well, that's, well, pills, that's fine. Yeah. 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 Let's let's medicate. Let's medicate the person. I'm like, wait a minute. There has to be something more to it than just, you know, prescribing someone some medication. How about just having a conversation and sitting down and seeing exactly what the person is going through internally to find out. And then that's how we solve the problem. Um, For you, yeah, you know, for you, one of the things I've always admired about you, man, is that your professionalism has always been there. And I wanted your opinion as far as what do you see? Do you feel more prominent roles being given now more to not just African-Americans, but just just, eth- just as far as the ethnic background, just ethnic, just just having more of an ethnic feel in the movie industry, or do you still feel that they're just somewhat sedate and not willing to give, I mean, roles, prominent roles to great actors? I think there's two things going on. There's a few things going on. Um, okay. I, I think we have to stop asking somebody else to tell our stories the way we want to see them. So if we want to see our stories a certain way, we have to produce our stories so we can see them the way we want to see them. Nobody is going to be able to produce and show us the way we want to be seen. They just can't do it. It doesn't, they don't have, they don't look through that lens. So when you see more of us, usually you see us behind the camera. You see us producing it because we are telling our stories and that's what you're seeing more of, not with just black people, but with Asian people and with Latino people. They're telling their stories. They're making their films. And so you're starting to see more and more influx of um, different nationalities in movies. And Hollywood understands that that is money. So now they're starting to integrate that as well because it, it translates into dollars for them. What I find so interesting, once every blue moon, when I do have free time, I'll find myself turning to the Hallmark Channel. And I said, you know what? Mm-hmm. There are so many incredible actors out there could actually be featured 
on these different Hallmark shows, and I said, it's very few, if anybody, as far as any ethnic, you know, actors or actresses mm-hmm. on the Hallmark. They're account. telling their stories, man. Right. They're telling their stories. They're telling their stories. But we have we have um, companies like Swirl Films. Swirl Films does a lot of great movies for um, for television and for uh, video. You know, so we're we're slowly starting to do. Um, there's what there's another company. I can't remember the name of it. There's a few companies, uh, production companies that are doing great work. They're doing great work, and we're slowly starting to see it. Again, it's going to take a minute, and um, we have our channels now. We have channels that we have more control over, so we're able to um, push the content that we want to see. So it's getting better. It's getting better. But, again, we have to stop asking somebody that has no vested interest in telling our stories, why are you not telling our stories? Let's stop asking them and tell our own stories. This is true. This is absolutely true. And speaking of telling our own stories, the new television show, Last Call, incredibly funny. Mm-hmm. Much love and respect to Roger Bob by putting <laughs> putting this together. The uh, the cast is incredible. Of course, Carl Payne, Breely Evans, Michonne mm-hmm. Radcliffe, and also Erica Page. Now, how did that come to be? How did you get involved as far as being on the show? <clears throat> that was a a request again. Roger Bob called me. <laughs> he called me and asked me. He called me several times. Uh, at first, I I didn't really want to do it because I couldn't. They didn't have a script, and I don't okay. usually sign to do anything until I can read it. You know. But Roger called me several times. He was quite insistent, and he said it was going to be okay. So I said okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, man, I'm glad you, I'm glad, yeah, (laughs) well, I'm glad you decided to do it. I, you know, you've been so versatile as an actor and I know you're very picky on what characters you choose to play. The movie Brick, um, like you said, we touched upon very taboo subject, bipolar disorder. Um, I've always seen you as a very, strong character president presence every act every role that you you know that you portray even when you played Kyle you've had those moments where you were just really thought provoking do you like playing no I know you're a versatile actor but do you do you get more gratification playing those kind of roles more serious roles than a comedic role uh, well I, I think they all take a, it all takes a different type of work comedy is hard it takes a different type of work than um, dramatic stuff does. I, I like I like it all, man. I like that's the great thing about being an actor. You get a chance to do quite a range of characters if you want to. You know, you get a chance to experience a lot of different um, types of people. So um, I I do enjoy comedy. I do enjoy serious stuff. I really want to do a villain. I haven't done a villain yet. Really? So I'm looking to do somebody a little. <laughs> A little smarty, just a little smarty. <laughs> a villain? Oh my goodness, that's that yeah, would be that would definitely be a change of pace. That yeah, would be a change. Be a drug dealer, though. I don't okay. Want to be a drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> I was, you know, let me be a villain. Let him be trying to take over the world or something like that. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah, on Black Lightning, something like that. Well, you know, I can't, uh, well, I can't do Black Lightning. I already had me on Black Lightning. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But you know, makeup you, is a thing, ain't it? Right. 
<laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. What do you find more challenging? Doing stage work? One more time. Or act I said, what do you find more challenging for you as far as an actor? Doing stage work or actually just getting in front of the camera in production as far as making a movie or a television show? They're both challenging in different ways. Okay. That's, that's, that seems to be my standard answer to that. Um, theater is challenging because you have to do it eight, eight shows a week. But the great thing about theater is you get a chance to tweak. You get a chance to – I cannot tell you how many times I've done a movie and get home that evening and go, oh, man, I wish I had done so-and-so. Oh, I didn't think about doing that like that. And you don't get another chance. But when you do theater, you get home and you think about that, you can go in the next day and you can implement that change. So it it grows. And I, I like theater. I think theater is challenging because it is a place where you, in order to make it work, you have to let it grow. You can't be stagnant in it or, or else it'll fall. Film and television is mm-hmm. challenging because of the way the work is done. It's so compartmentalized. It's so broken up. And so as the actor, you have to be able to have the continuity in your head to know where you are emotionally in a particular time in the movie when you film that, because you may have to go back to that time. So you have to understand how to get back to that place. So it's well, challenging the, in that way. Right. The vibe that I get from you, is like as far as doing theater work, it gives you more room to stretch out as far as the character, more more freedom to do with you as far as improvisation. Would I be correct in that assessment? Or you, uh, not necessarily improvisation, okay. but okay. when you it, it is about the intent of a line. You know, a okay. line can you can change the intent of a line with just how you didn't change the inflection on it. And when you're acting with really good actors, they hear that and it'll change how they comment to you. So then it becomes a different conversation. Still the same conversation that the playwright was meant to have, but the nuances of that conversation have changed. Because nobody is, you're not the same every night. So every night you come into the theater, it's always going to be a little different. The question is, how much of that difference do you allow to create the magic? Some people, I've worked with actors, and some actors, they they can't do that. They don't. They don't like it when you when you switch something for them. And that's. I don't switch lines on people. I would never do that. Um, but okay. you know, sometimes inflection is different. Sometimes inflection is different. I mean the same thing. But you know, are you listening to me? I do it sometimes just to see if the other actor is listening. Because sometimes people, you get on stage and they don't. They're they're doing their show and they're not really paying attention. So to me when I do things like that or when another actor does things like that, it, it makes me go, oh, hey, we're having this conversation. Yeah, I am listening to you, and you're listening to me too, which brings the truth out of the words, which is what the audience, the experience the audience wants to have, is the truth of the words. How have you seen yourself evolve as an actor? Or is there certain aspects that you would like to change to as far as improve your skills as an actor? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, man. I would, I would <laughs> love to study some Shakespeare. I would love to get a couple of dialects under my belt, you know, be really, really good at a good African dialect and a good English dialect, you know, um, 
so many things, so many things. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm pushing, pushing, pushing myself. Pushing yourself. I find that interesting because um, I've had an opportunity on several occasions to see you perform on various theatrical plays. And to me, there's a completely different PC cars than what I see doing the, doing a theatrical play than what I see on TV. And it seems to me you get a great rush on having the audience in the palm of your hand. And I can't even express the kind I wanted to find because I know the listeners would like to know what kind of feeling or adulation do you get when you know you have that kind of power just to have people like that. I mean, really just centered on every word that you say when you're on stage performing. When you're on stage performing, you don't really think about it like that. Okay. Especially when you're doing theater. I mean, unless the audience is the fourth character, the fourth wall, you know, unless the play is, unless you break the fourth wall and the audience is part of the show, then the audience is an observer. So they don't really, you hear them, but you don't hear them. It makes sense. Because you have to hear them for timing, especially if there are funny moments in the show. You have to know when to start the next line as the laughter dies down. If you don't, they'll miss the next line. So you have to listen that way. But you, when you're really in a theatrical piece, a, a drama piece, you're really on the stage, and the audience kind of fades away. That's interesting. I mean, because, you know, you like I said, you sit back and you just kind of look because you're in so much, you have so much self-control as far as what you're doing. And then when I've seen other people, it's like, are they really connecting to the audience and making them feel actually involved in what's taking place? As you said, dialogue is so important when you're doing theatrical plays or even when you're doing movies. For, for you, in a few instances, and, and I get a kick out of this, even on Living Single, man, there were certain episodes where I've seen that other side, that very serious side of you, and you had an opportunity to direct quite a few episodes. How do you feel about directing? Could you see yourself in the future doing more directorial roles instead of, you know, working behind the lens instead of actually working in front of the camera? Well, I, I got to gotta give you a little correction. No, I did not get a chance to direct on Living Single. I wanted to, but I, thought, I didn't get a chance to do that. I thought you did. I thought you got to – really? No, I did not. No, I did not. I have done some direct directing, the, theatrical directing, and some off-Broadway stuff, okay. but not um, Living okay. Single. And um, we're looking to possibly do some stuff on Last Call this year. We'll wait to see if that's going to happen. Um, okay. I think I would I would really enjoy directing. I um, what I see in film and television, especially in, in sitcom world, is kind of a lack of direction for actors. Okay. It's, uh, the directors are really good at cameras, but nobody really, you know, they just, nobody really directs us. And to have somebody that could come in to really could know that and to know the camera stuff, I think that's, that's the, the, piece right there that you would really need. You know, Roger Bob is good. He he, he walks the line. You know, he, he walks the line. Um, but that's kind of few and far between, you know? Right. Um, right. We need more, more directors who are more actor-friendly. More actor-friendly. 
and can really get the best out of the people on the stage. That's the whole point. You know, all the camera work can be as beautiful as it wants to be, but if the work is not good, the work is not good. Right. Now, if you could be two places at one time, one time, how would you direct yourself? Hawaii and Africa. <laughs> <laughs> that makes two of us. <laughs> uh-huh. Brother, I think if you did this, I don't think we would ever see you. <laughs> we would see you. No, you would not. <laughs> no, you would not. <laughs> Man, that's hey, that's what I'm working toward. That's what I'm working toward. And family, for those who are tuning in late, shame on you. But the teddy bear does forgive you. We are being joined by the incredibly talented Mr. T.C. Carson. And his TV show, of course, Last Call, can be seen on the Bounce Network. That's at 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And, of course, his new movie, Brett, it was actually released on January the 24th, where he plays Dr. Robert Weldon. Now, you know I'm going to bug you. For that new album, man. I don't care what the name of the title is. <laughs> you will get a copy. You will get a copy. And you know, I wanted to ask you when you look back on Live in Beverly Hills, what is something that you took from what was the most proudest moment as far as working on that particular album and also having an opportunity to perform it live? Um, it was a, uh, it was an idea that I had that I wanted to do, and I was coming out of a really um, rough period. I had lost my mom, and I was just kind of I needed something, and Live in Beverly Hills was the thing that I could hold on to to, to kind of focus. You know, what I find it's interesting that you brought that as far as your mother. Because I know that you had a very and had a very close close relationship with your mother. Oh yeah, that's my best girl. That's my best girl right there. (laughs) You know, and I lost Mm -hmm. my mother in '89, and even to this day, Mm. it's not a day that does not go by that she kind of whispers in my ear, "Don't do this. You know, you need to do." Mm -hmm. (laughs) 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 Even to this day, man, what what kind of influence? did and does your mother have on you as far as making the right decisions that are going to be beneficial to you as an actor? Uh, she just taught me how to be a really good good man. She taught me how that to be respectful of everybody and, you know, that everybody matters and how to be a strong brother. She really did. Well, that's definitely a beautiful experience. And family, remember to catch up with TC. You can always catch up with him on Instagram. That's at Instagram.com forward slash official TC Carson. Don't remember. (laughs) Don't forget, family. There you go. And don't forget, family. Once the teddy bear gets his hands on that new album, we will debut it here first because we've been waiting a little bit too long. But like they say, great things come to those who wait. And I just wanted to tell you, man, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. I know you have a hectic schedule, and I want to thank you for taking time out of your schedule and joining us and vibing with us here on The Zone again. And you know this is your home, away from home, whatever you need. Please do not hesitate. 
to let us know a lot of love to you and the utmost respect to you, my man. Oh, brother, I so appreciate you. Thank you so much for wanting to have me on your program and for all the support. I really, really appreciate it, man. I'll take it for granted. All right. God bless and stay strong. man. Oh, you know what? I forgot something. I forgot something because I know the listeners are going to get me. They're going to get me. What's up? You got, you got up? a project that's coming up called Coffee Pot, man. I'm really intrigued about Coffee Clutch. <laughs> coffee, I'm sorry, Coffee, coffee Clutch. clutch. Yeah, coffee. Yeah, can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, well, it's uh, for you. Do you remember uh, the show Different World? Yes, a yes. different world. Remember Kim, the doctor, played by yeah, Charnel Brown? Yes, I remember. This is her project. This is one of her pet projects, and she's really? writing and directing it. And we're in development stages of that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I said I gotta ask. So when that's ready, man, please let us know. We'd love to have you back on the show to talk about it. Absolutely. I think um, she's looking to film sometime this summer. Okay. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, brother, be safe. Be careful out there. Much continued success. And again, man, don't have me look for you when it comes to that new album, okay? You don't worry about it, bro. I got you. I got you. All right. God bless. Be well. (laughs) You just say, the very talented Mr. T.C. Carson here in his own of L.O.T.O. Radio. My goodness, it is definitely great to be back. Back home, H-Town. Lord have mercy. Trying to get my thoughts and get my get my vibe back together. It's a beautiful thing. Speaking of a beautiful thing, got to take a little quick two and two. Got to pay some bills. In the meantime, let's get lost and some miles, Jay, with next time. Here in the zone of L.O.T.O. Radio. <laughs>
just got a call from my ex He said he changed, but I'm so not impressed So not impressed I don't love you more and I don't love you less If I don't pick up, that don't mean you should text Don't be that guy I got another call from my ex He said I'm lying if I don't miss him, yeah I ain't got time to lie, I miss you less Hearing you begging, this is what he said. This is what he said. He said, I got the cold shoulder in the west. He told me when it comes to leaving, you're the best. When it comes to leaving, you're the best. And if I was the best, I'm nothing at all. Not everybody gets to say they met the cold shoulder in the west. He said, I got the cold shoulder in the west. He told me when it comes to leaving, you're the best. When
while the teddy bear gets in swing, back in the swing of things. Won't you join us tomorrow at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, as we welcome singer, songwriter, poet, Ingrid Chavez, as we have the pleasure of celebrating her new single, All the Love in the World, from our upcoming album, Memories of Flying. So to get all the latest updates, hey, let your fingers do the walking. Catch up with us on Instagram. That's at Instagram.com forward slash L-O-T-O Radio, The Zone. Also on Twitter at L-O-T-O Radio and Facebook. That's at Facebook.com forward slash L-O-T-O Radio, The Zone. And just wanted to give you guys a heads up about the Valentine Day. Yeah, extravaganza. (laughs) Yes, Lord. We'll be here on Valentine's Day joining us, the one and only Eric Robertson and also Glenn Lewis. We'll give you the rest of the information actually on tomorrow's tomorrow's night show. We've already given away quite a few tickets. And also the teddy bear has a very, very special announcement on Friday. Got to tune in. <laughs> and for those who missed the interview, no need to fear. Teddy bear has you covered. All you have to do is pull up your app on iTunes, Google Play Music Store, TuneIn, Podbean, and also on Spotify and iHeartRadio. Type in these words, L-O-T-L, The Zone, and you can listen to the interview in its entirety. It's a beautiful thing. So it is written, so it shall be done. Well, that's all I need to do. Gotta go. He said, well, Teddy, why are you leaving so soon? Gotta rest. This boy's been doing too much. (laughs) But I love you. Thank you for tuning in and tuning out all the negativity. Until tomorrow afternoon, stay strong, God bless, and thank you for tuning in. Donnie Hathaway, love you more than you'll ever know. You're in the zone of the Lodeo Radio.
know where my paycheck went. You know I brought it home to you, baby. And I never spit a red cent. Hey. Is that any way for a man to carry on? Do you think I want my love one more?
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.